FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. <laughs> I'm Sean Lee. Oh, and I'm Lauren, and we are the Two Wild Orchids. And we are the place to come for sex and fun. Good morning, Miss Lauren. Oh, good morning, Miss Sean Lee. How are you this morning? Well, as we normally record our podcast where it's evening for you and midday for me, and now it's seven o'clock in the morning for me. And what time is it for you? One o'clock, just after one. So thank you. Just Big props one. for you getting up early for me. Okay. I always get up early, but you were like, we have to record at 6 a.m. On, <laughs> on the dot. And I have the text <laughs> message. And I was like, <laughs> when I got that, I was like, did you forget that time is an ish for me? <laughs> I, I know, but it's not an ish for me. So there's somewhere in the middle that's less ish, but less fastidious than me. And the irony is I was ready at 6 a.m. on the dot. <laughs> I know. And then, yeah, the irony was that the universe wanted me to obviously slow down a little bit. So and to learn a problems. lesson that time is relative. We're talking about that because as we were texting, obviously I was starting to freak out a little bit because of my fastidiousness around time. So the reason that I am behind schedule is because my office decided to initiate some kind of team viewer, whatever exercise to make sure all of our mailbox settings were correct and updated and we were all getting the same things. Okay, cool, fine. Didn't get the invite. Didn't know it was happening. It started happening. I started freaking out. And then I text you and you're like, relax. And then in walks the our sort of receptionist slash office manager. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I just have to tell you. And for the next 20 minutes, she proceeds to tell me how amazing I am. And you know, well, when you just nice. have one, exactly. And you know, when you just have one of those days where like you need a little pick me up, but you don't know where it's going to come from. Yes. Yes. She totally gave it to me while I was freaking out about time. And I'm like, Okay. And so if you had hurried, you would have missed that wonderful I would have missed it. Exactly. I wouldn't have heard okay. it. Okay. Okay. So that's really <laughs> important because I used to freak out about time. I used to get kooky about time. Although if you ask Jason, I never was kooky about time. But I think it was a passive aggressive thing. I hope he doesn't listen to this, right? <laughs> oh, I thought you were calling me I, passive aggressive. So I was like, wait. No, 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 no. no. It's not all about you all the time. I swear. Oh, it's not. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. No, I think it was my... I passed, but I would never admit this. Like I said, I hope he doesn't listen to this because in the early years of our marriage, he was so funny about time. I was like, what is wrong with you? Like I used to never be late. And then I married him and then I was late everywhere. And so I just decided I was on Shawnee time. Yeah, and I so know. But sometimes Shawnee time is like three or four hours behind schedule. It's like Africa time. And then I start freaking out. <laughs> so here's the way I feel about it. There's certain things you should always be on time for. You should always be on time for airplanes. Agreed. If you're not flying private, you should always be on time for an airplane. Yep. Or a train or a bus or any public transportation. Yes, that requires a schedule. And doctor's appointments, if you're in surgery, those are also really important things to keep time for. Although they're going to be late anyway. Yeah, I was going to say the doctor's always Beyond late that, anyway. I'm just trying to think here. Beyond that, I can't think of a single thing where it's life or death. I know it's not life or death, but you know, you have meetings in the office and they must start on time. And the sort of business development that I went through in the course of my younger years in the business or corporate environment, we were taught if you're not early, you're late. Okay. So I think it was Vince Lombardi who said, he said, to be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late. And to be late is to be forgotten. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't operate that way. So I just refuse to believe I'm late ever. I had a business partner who once said to me, she used to be a comedian and she worked with like Jeff Foxworthy and Ron White and, and those guys. And she used to say to me, the show can't start till I get there. 
<laughs> I thought, well, how do you argue with logic like that? No, that's true. But at the same time, she was a one-man band, so the show can't start without her. Well, so Jason and I, because of our earlier years and the time conflicts that we had. And so I say this to couples because here's the thing. Is it Brad? No, what's his name? Uh, is it, yes, it's Brad Paisley who does the Waiting on a Woman country song. The country singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he does a whole song. It's called Waiting on a Woman. He said, well, he knows when he dies, the, the, the old man talking to him says, I know when I die, I'm going to have to get a park bench because she won't be ready. <laughs> so he said, he goes on talking about waiting on a woman. So we know stereotypically that we're all kind of like this, right? You're late for a day, whatever. All Sorry, right. The point yeah, is, yeah. here's, let me finish. My point is this. Okay. If, if typically one of you is late, whether it's her or him or her and her or him and him, I don't care. Like if you and I were going to go somewhere and I'm late, here's how I feel about it. I know how to drive, which means I have no problem driving myself. If it's going to bother you that we're late, go without me and I'll catch up. And it doesn't phase me even in the slightest to walk in a little bit behind. I agree with that 100%. And there's Uber and everything else. So I say this for couples because this completely solved the fights because it used to make me uncomfortable. Like, And here was the best part. If Jason and I said, we're going to go to dinner at 6.30. Now we don't have dinner reservations. We just said, what time do you want to go to dinner? 6.30. If I'm still getting ready at 6.30, he would get antsy. And I was like, okay, hang on a minute. What are we late for? And he'd say, you said 6.30. We're not meeting anybody. We don't have dinner reservations. We're the only two people going. Why are I, you antsy? Like, you I can't understand say, that. No, well, I can because you did say 6.30 and your word is your bond type of thing. So 6.30 it is. And that's how I was brought up. Okay. I agree with you on all topics of your word is your bond. I'm 100% in. Except for time? Except I can't. No, no, no. Because time is relative, right? So think about it. If you're waiting on something, time passes slowly, right? Yeah, but, if, but you're if you're visiting you're people moment, you love... If you're in the moment, time flies. So time is really an emotion. It's just an emotion. And so if you look at it that way, I like to feel good. This is my number one job in life. I have to feel good, which means I refuse to stress about time. And the only thing you really ever have to tell me is what time we have to leave the house. Not what time we have to be there. Because if you tell me what time we have to be there, in my world, that's the time I have to be ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> time we need to leave the plane the takes off at seven, which means you should tell me the plane takes we, off at five. Yeah, we need to leave the house by four. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> no, we'll take the planes on our live events because clearly you want to go way earlier than me. <laughs> yes, I do. I absolutely do. I want to check in two hours before schedule. Go and sit in the lounge. Have a drink. Relax. Oh, my God. I went on a girl's trip. I do not do lastminute.com. Oh, gosh. That's, yeah, why? <laughs> okay, so I went on a girl's trip. I went on a girl's trip with, with, with uh, Shelly and her sister and her wonderful daughter, Hannah, who's getting married in November. And it was so much fun. We went to the Bahamas for a week. And we showed up an hour before the plane had to leave. <laughs> Actually, I think it was 45 minutes because they said to us, we're not sure if your luggage is going to make the plane because we're not supposed to check you in if you're but within you're an hour late. of takeoff. Yeah, exactly. And I said, well, that doesn't work for us. Shelly and I were like, okay, here's our luggage. <laughs> this is just how we think. And guess what happened? We made the plane. The luggage showed up. I know, but it's that's too stressful. I don't want to put myself in a stressful situation, so I'd rather just avoid it. And by avoiding it, it okay. means me getting there earlier because it doesn't make me feel As good. The woman to feel who stressed. was an hour late for our podcast this morning, which is how this started. I know, but that wasn't my fault. It wasn't caused directly by me. There's like a time warp in my dressing room. Yes, I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
oh, I get in the dressing room. I, I don't really know what happens after that. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> hey, it's like, I need to get out of here if I know what day it is, what year I'm in. Because <laughs> you sit down there and you feel so cozy. Uh, you know, we all have our, our strengths and weaknesses. And as you know, clothing is my weakness and not in like, I love to shop in, I can't dress myself without a flow chart that says, these pants go with this shirt, go with these shoes, with this jewelry, wear nothing else <laughs> except <laughs> these things. <laughs> It's like, I need granimals for grownups. And so <laughs> my dressing room reflects that. Yeah, I'm aware of that. <laughs> There's stuff everywhere. Yes, there is. It okay. freaks me out. <laughs> it's like walking into chaos. I'm like, oh no, I need to get out. Nobody I just, I can't help it. <laughs> you know what? It's <laughs> it is because I'm built like a porn star. So what? Clothing is on the floor all the time? No. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm taking from this. <laughs> Obviously, no. there's another way to take it. Please elaborate. <laughs> okay, so here's here's how I feel about my body. First of all, I love my body. I'm in love with my body. I work to love my body every day. But I have boobs like Pamela Anderson and an ass like J-Lo and a waist like Jessica Rabbit. So if I don't wear things that fit me, then I look like Omar the tent maker. I look frumpy. Immediately, I look like, frumpy. Like the Michelin man, probably. Like the Michelin man. I do too. He's the guy who's like got all the tires. Yes, exactly. We apparently had a Michelin man as well. Oh, good. I'm glad that's a global phenomenon. So I I toggle between slut and old maid. Like, like, (laughs) you know, so I'm always like, nothing fits right. But here's the thing. I have Patrice and I want to give Patrice Bezio a big old shout out. You've met Patrice. I have met He is a celebrity stylist. Yes. Is and he's very yes, good at French what he does. Patrice. He's amazing. He does hair for Project Runway and the Oscars, and he travels from Beverly Hills to Manhattan to South Florida. He does this triangle rotation, and thank God for him because he <laughs> takes me shopping and he dresses me. And I don't like dressing rooms, so I, he has me stripped down in the middle of the between the racks. Oh my goodness! And so in an hour and a half, we can get a whole wardrobe. If you leave it up to me, I can be in Nordstroms for twenty four hours and still not be happy. Oh, good lord! Just and, wandering around aimlessly like a child. Yeah, I'll have a pair of shoes. <laughs> you probably <laughs> have a few pair of shoes. <laughs> That's about it. And nothing to wear. <laughs> yeah. What can I wear these days? Well, I'm just going to put on some clothes, which to you are shoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ask Shelly. Yeah, exactly. You know, there are people who wear clothes beautifully, and then there are people who look better naked. And I think I'm a look better naked kind of girl. Okay. I think I'm a wear clothes beautifully kind of girl. <laughs> well, look at us. Together we make a person. I know. Okay, so- <laughs> look at that perfect person. High five to us. Right. Okay. So I have to tell you right now we're in a hurricane watch. Okay. When everyone's listening to this, by the time they listen to this, they will know if South Florida got hit by uh-huh. the hurricane that is heading our way. So what um, is it at the moment? Tropical right storm? now it's a category. No, no, no. It's a, it's a hurricane. It's a category one. Okay. And it's supposed to be a category three by the time it hits land. And it's supposed to, and according to the maps this morning, it's hitting Florida. The eye of it is going to hit like about an hour north of us at this point, but I suspect it'll move south. I suspect it's going to hit, here's my prediction. It's going to hit somewhere between West Palm and Port St. Lucie. I think it's going to come through that. Oh, so it is actually going to hit. It's not going to veer off east like it usually does and just kill the island. You know, it's already passed over, I think, Puerto Rico at this point. So Yeah, Hurricane Dorian nears Puerto Rico. 
sure. Okay. Do you want to announce what today's show is about? Because I think today's show is going to be so fun. <laughs> so, yeah, so we decided today's show is going to be letters from our viewers that have come in. So kind of a Q&A or statements or whatever we've heard over the course of the last few weeks because you guys have been amazing sending stuff in. So we want to answer all the questions we've got. Oh, no, I didn't download the questions. Sorry. I'll pull them up. But I do have the stories. But you know what? If you want to start with your story, I'll pull up the questions. Well, we got an email from, she's called Randy Cowgirl. Randy Cowgirl? I love the name. The email from Randy Cowgirl says, Dear Two Wild Orchids, I have come across your podcast on iTunes and have a sudden sense of immediate relief that the problems and thoughts that have been going on in my head, I now know I'm not alone. With that being said, I wanted to ask you two ladies if you could help me. I had a baby two years ago and I found that since then I have zero, written in capital letters, sex drive at all. Prior to my child and during pregnancy, I thought of myself as a very sexual woman and enjoyed sex frequently. Since his birth, I've had no drive at all. I want to put my shiny new boots on and go to the rodeo again, ladies. Please help. Oh, Randy Cowgirl wants to go to the rodeo. She wants to get back on the horse. Ride a cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get her back on the horse. Okay, so I'm curious how old her baby is. Did she? I, I, I didn't hear you say that. Did she put in there at all? Since his birth. We're assuming oh, it's a little baby. I had a baby two years ago. Okay, two years ago. So we've got a toddler. What, okay, you go first and then I'll go. Well, when I was reading it, I thought, okay, it sounds, and I was just using kind of a metaphor in this space. You know, when you go to the gym and you go to the gym every single day and then you start going mm-hmm. only three times a week and then you start only going once a week and then you go for months without going to the gym. And to mm-hmm. get the motivation to go back to the gym, you actually have to do something, i.e. book a class or hire a personal trainer, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of jump back into that space. So I thought, I wonder if she's mm-hmm. got what we call here, like an LBB, a little black book. Right. We've got those too. Yeah. We're modern in the States. We've got oh, no, little no, black no. books, but we call them iPhones. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just in terms of the concept of a little black book, to have I know, I know. certain sort of what I would call sure things in there, like safe people that you can go to that they know the sex is always enjoyable and they'll kind of just be your personal trainer. And then you're back on the horse really slowly, but you're riding again. So I don't think you're wrong. I think that's a great idea. Two things came to mind for me, but I want to answer your part first because every couple has, you know, ebbs and flows, right? The thing with us, and I think this is true of all people, is if we ebb too much, it's like if you ebb too much about the gym, you don't feel like going. A body in motion stays in motion, right? A sex drive in motion stays in motion. So I think you're 100% right. You know, get back on the horse and remember why you like sex. It's like we talked the other day. It was, I don't remember what show we were doing, but we talked about the idea of prioritizing the relationship. Remember we talked about, you know, it's a relationship and then sex and marriage. The same thing is true of your sex drive. The same thing is true of your physical health, of your sensuality. And I get it. So you've never had kids. No. And when you have a baby, your body, even if you go back to your pre-birth weight, your body changes. And it's not even just the tightness of your vagina, but it's, I don't know how to explain it. Your body has gone through such an incredible metamorphosis. Because I know after I had Jake, I competed in show competitions, but even that, my body had evidence of having had a child. So there's that. There's that confidence of your womanhood, if you will. So I think you're right. I think she should get back on the horse. A, I think she should look at her little black book and she should pick the guy that she enjoyed or girl that she enjoyed the most that she has no danger of falling in love with. Well, exactly. That's 
Yeah, that's a footnote over there. Like just friends with benefits. Absolutely. Yeah. Have I talked about the oxy shot on this show before? No, we haven't spoken about the oxy shot. You and I have chatted about the oxy shot. So I actually wanted okay, to bring it up. Ladies, so here's, the, ladies here's the oxy shot. Okay. <laughs> I've been married to Jason for 20 years and here's what I know. If I'm pissed off at him, I can't have sex with him if I want to stay mad. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> because- so it's either be mad or have sex. Um, let me or think about that because- one. <laughs> you know how sometimes you just want to be mad? Yeah, no, I know. Sometimes you just want to be mad. It's biting off your nose to spite your face. Exactly. Okay. So when I call it the oxy shot, which actually Lauren coined it because I used to call it the tocin shot, which, <laughs> but in either case, oxytocin is a chemical that our body releases. Everybody's body releases it, men and women, but women, we got hosed <laughs> and we release it for two weeks after oh, sex. Yes. Yeah, so we have spoken about the ooey gooey. Yeah. The, yes. The timeline yeah. of us we being ooey gooey. Yeah. It's two fucking weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That to me is the best shot ever. I mean, if it only lasted two well, yeah, days. Except, <laughs> except if you have a friends with benefits situation. In other words, our friend, uh, you know, Randy Cowgirl, she doesn't want to fall in love with the guy from her little black book that she's going to go have a ran- have a nice romp with. No, but she's going to get a little so, oxy shot and feel like having sex again, which is going to put her back on the horse, which is going to get her out to a bar, which is going to get her introduced to some man or woman. But she's going to feel like having sex with the person who gave her the shot. That's the kicker. I don't know so if it's the my, person here. who gave you the shot or the shot itself. Here's all the research I've read about it. And that is that when you get an oxytocin shot, that's why when moms hold their babies and get that oxy shot, they don't get it for all the babies. Just they get it for baby. their baby. <laughs> okay. The same thing is true of the orgasm that you have with said man. Yeah, but so guys, if your wife is not putting out and you want to fix things, have sex with her, talk her into it, <laughs> give her an orgasm, forget your own for a minute. Give her an orgasm. She will fall in love with you. (laughs) But not, I mean, we're generalizing here. People can have sex without falling in love. Yes. And you know that feeling you get when you've had an orgasm with somebody? As a woman, particularly, we talked about that whole thing about feeling the safety to do that. Yes. But, you know, yeah, that's kind of why I suggested, you know, the little black book, because you have the safety to do it with someone you know. All right. I'm just saying, don't fall in love, girlfriend. Know (laughs) that if you're feeling those love, Kim, those love feelings... It's just chemicals. Suck it up. Yeah, just Suck do, it up, buttercup. You will be fine. Just, yeah, stay away <laughs> for two weeks and then you'll have a clear head. Yes, exactly. The other thing though is I would ask the questions, is she masturbating? That's a really good because, question. I didn't even think about that. Because if she's not masturbating, then she's forgotten the pleasure of orgasm, the pleasure of feeling your body. That is a really and so the, good And point. then my third and final question would be her hormones. Has she had Has them? She because had them when checked. you have a baby? Mm, they just go yes. everywhere. They're fucked up. You're crazy <laughs> when you're pregnant. My God, my ex-husband and I, I almost killed him. He played, oh God, what's that cartoon? Fox and Hound. And the mother died. And I was hysterical. I ran out of the room sobbing. I was like, turn, turn it off, please. Oh my God. I was awful. Okay. Well, I mean, she is, women. Yeah. Her baby's two. Yeah. She's had some time to level out, I suppose, in the hormone field. But those are all good questions. I mean, have you had your hormones well, leveling checked? Out. Are you masturbating? Yeah. So let's say, for the sake of discussion, that after she had the baby, her testosterone dropped to a low level because women have testosterone as well, mm-hmm. right? And she's just gotten used to that. That it's low kind of level. Like control. Yeah, she's gotten so that's so she doesn't even know her hormones are low. Exactly, that's her new normal. Yeah. So my suggestion is that she gets her hormones checked, that she finds a really good vibrator. <laughs> and I'm with you on the little black book. I'm totally with you on the little black book. Well, so so there you go. So Randy Cargill, we're going to get you Randy again. Little black book. We'll get you Randy again. Really good vibrator. 
and check your hormones. And don't fall in love with him, no matter what he says. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't. I want to read one of our viewer stories because I thought we were doing stories, not questions. So I pulled a story and I've been so excited to read this story to you. Okay. Okay. I'm in, I'm in. Okay. All right. And so first of all, I want to thank our viewers who are sending us their sex stories. These are fun. Okay. Now I did message this person. Let me see if they responded because they actually sent it to us via our Facebook. Okay. And I don't know the answer to the question, so I'm going to skip it. I didn't know how old this guy was. It's a guy. I didn't know how old he was and I still don't know. So I'll keep going. All right. Are you ready? I don't even have a name for him. It's anonymous. So what should we call him? Let me think about this. We're going to call him Virgin First Timer. Okay. Virgin first timer, you're up. What? Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to be blown is, away here. All right. This is a crazy story, especially for my first time having sex. So my coworker at the time was always having sex with his then girlfriend, now wife, in the back of our building and bragging about his adventures. <gasps> the girl had an amazing body and she was my age. Young, tight blonde with an amazing <laughs> pair of tits and a nice round ass. Oh my God. I love your well, details. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, I've got a great clear picture. I know, right? Young, tight, blonde. So one night I get a phone call from him and he's telling me that he just got engaged to this girl. And of course, I'm like, congratulations. Whoa. He proceeds to tell me that he has had this fantasy about seeing someone fuck his girl. Hello, Virgin. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Right? He said, I'm thinking it's a practical joke. Right? Let's just jump off in the deep end. I'm thinking it's a practical joke and I was waiting for the punchline. He tells me to meet him and his girlfriend at the hotel in about an hour. And I'm still thinking he's full of shit, but I go anyway. <laughs> I mean, what's the okay, worst that's going to happen? You're going to get shy. Right? <laughs> I meet them in the parking lot and he tells me to go up to the room in a few minutes. Are you ready for this? So it won't look weird to the front desk. <laughs> Okay. As I go up to the room, I'm still thinking, when is the punchline of this very elaborate joke going to happen? So after I got in the room, she begins to take her clothes off and starts fucking him. And I'm like, oh my God, this is for real. (laughs) Okay. So he obviously came up into the room after he did. This is how you lose your virginity. Yeah. This is how you lose your virginity, man. This is a class eight story. So she begins to play with both our cocks, jerking them off at the same time. Her hands felt like paradise and her tits bouncing around made it even more enjoyable. Oh Oh my God. I love the way he writes. (laughs) She begins riding me and sucking his cock at the same time. Wow. Oh, wow. All in caps, by the way. (laughs) That that is a fair statement. A lot of exclamation points. Wow. Oh, wow. She felt so hot and intense. I finally got to pound her missionary style until I explode. What a way to experience a first time. What? And then, wait, you got to hear, wait, his ending is the best. I would like to hear your crazy stories as well. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm in, I'll tell you mine, but wow. Right, wow, oh wow, is the the best on that. I mean, some people can't even get to have a threesome their whole lives. And your first experience was one? Yeah, oh my gosh. Oh, you're jealous. (laughs) Well, I'm jealous. Okay, but think about this another way. Maybe astronauts who walked on the moon Yes. Like, uh, Neil Armstrong. Yes. Neil Armstrong, yeah. But it's like, yeah. When you do that, did it? I think they were in their 20, late 20s, 30s, somewhere in that range, right? Once you've walked on the moon, what can beat that? <laughs> I mean, if we're talking okay. the moon is a so, threesome, you could add another person and it's a foursome and then we could go up to orgy. Well, I mean, <laughs> I know what I'm just saying. Can you imagine? I mean, if that's his first experience, yeah, the and then, really and then the next time he. Yeah, he set the bar really high. The only thing I think that would have made this bar higher is if it had been two chicks in him for the first time out of the box. Yeah. I mean, but I think, I yeah. mean, he might have exploded and not been able to remember the, the whole that's thing. True. That's true. Like, that brain overload. Oh my God, two chicks. 
our virginity stories are lame uh, compared to so this. So lame. <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> like, my boyfriend of four years, we planned it one night. We had candles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My mind was amazing until now. Now it's like, huh. Well, now. Well, now. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. So please continue to send us your sex stories because if they're really dirty and hot and you can't tell them to anybody, you can tell them to us. We'll, we'll talk about them. Okay. So I do have two questions. I don't know if you've gone into our info email, but we do have two questions. Okay. And one of them I'm going to follow up because we just talked about really hot sex. So this seems <laughs> apropos. And the question is, <laughs> we should have asked this question last week when we did oral sex. How do women feel about sucking on the clit and the tongue swaying from side to side while playing with the ass? That's the question. How do women feel about sucking on the clit? Okay, so it's woman I, I on woman. Say how about, about, or is it man on well, woman? No, no, no. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl because they used the anonymous email. Okay, okay. So, so, so I we, don't know. Okay, but somebody wants to know. Well, and it must be a guy because women would be more inclined to know how other women would feel because we have clits. True. So we could kind of guide. Right. But I mean, we it could be a woman... First time experience, I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, like we said, you can just spell out the alphabet that usually works. But okay. Well, right. So he wants to know about how, or he or she wants to know about how sucking on the clit and the tongue swaying side to side while playing with the ass. How do they feel about it? I think I would feel like there's a lot going on. <laughs> I think that's very person specific. Personally, I'm in. So I'm happy to have that done. Yeah. Like you said, it might just be too much overstimulation. So for you, it's too much going on. Yeah. I'm like thinking about, okay, so he's sucking on my clit. His tongue's moving. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> Okay, so I mean, I'm sitting here checking it out, moving my head. The answer to your question is ask her how she feels about it. Yeah, I guess that's the answer to the question is when you're down there, this is a really easy question. Do you like that? Do you like that? Yeah. (laughs) Do you like that? Or even more, I think, intuitive is what is she doing? Is she trying to get away from you if you're touching her ass? Because some women are kind of iffy in the beginning when you start playing with their ass. No, they are. So that's why... I mean, I don't know how far along their relationship is. If the question's popping up on like day two, it's probably not an appropriate question. (laughs) Okay, you say that after we just read an email from a guy who lost his virginity in a threesome. Right, okay. So uh, what what do I know? That's just my opinion. As I said, I would enjoy it. I wouldn't enjoy it on day two. I would enjoy it a little bit into the relationship like we've talked about ass play, not just a surprise finger. Hello. So I think what's interesting about this question is the sucking on the clip part because you and I've talked about that on the, I think it was the last podcast we did where clits are sensitive. Yes, they are. And so some women like their... Yeah, they heard pulled back. Some women some like them sucked hard yeah. and some women but, like them barely touched. So it is woman dependent for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's woman dependent and it's definitely kind of a conversation. Even if it's a conversation starting, you're down there exactly like you say, do you like this? And then you start gently going towards the back. And if she starts kind of scooting away, then you know the answer is no. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then you try something different. Yes. Or just keep doing what you're doing because if she likes it, she'll scoot towards you. Ooh. <laughs> She might might grind her pussy in your face. That's what's. And now we're on to something we can write home about. So don't worry so much about the back door right now. (laughs) Why don't we just stay right here on the front door and we'll see if you're ever going to get to the back door. (laughs) There you go. Um, Did you have another story or a question? Well, it's kind of a bit of both, talking about the back door that we're on that. So just coming in from Anonymous, just two two Mm -hmm. wild orchids, I have this whole 
box of sex toys that I haven't used in a while. I'm not sure which ones I should keep. I'm not sure which ones I should throw away. Hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, my interest is peaked now. I mean, what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> what's in the box? Yeah, exactly. I'm just full Justin Timberlake right now. What's in the box? So well. she goes on to say... <laughs> pink butt plug some vibrators oh and a glass dildo okay okay because i think we've had this discussion about how i feel about glass dildos like they freak me out so they do okay i they don't freak me out but i don't think i like them yeah i'm worried that it'll break in you so glass shard so she asked the question which one should i keep and then there's a little ps note she's like do you know what i think i'll keep the glass one because it looks like a great ornament on the coffee table Well, there you go. I would keep the pink butt plug personally as well, but I like the ornament idea. I like the ornament idea. <laughs> I like the ornament I, idea. I really want Did to see, see a picture our- of this dildo because I want to see how much it looks like a dildo versus how much it looks like a coffee ornament. Or a bong. I mean, is it kind of beautifully speckled and looks a bit watercolored and you could put it on the coffee oh table? Oh my God, here she goes. <laughs> oh <lighter> in her. <laughs> I'm like, I need more details. And I'm just like, it's a glass. I, mean, I, I think I told you, I met someone who blows glass and he was really shocked at the market for glass dildos. Yeah. I mean, I'm astounded as well. So, okay. I haven't used one before, so I'm not speaking from experience. I haven't used one before because they frightened like me. Well, okay. So why didn't you like it? it? They're so hard. <laughs> I know that seems... <laughs> so Isn't that penises are hard? hard. <laughs> I know, but penises are hard, but there's a softness to them, even if it's on the outer sheath. So for example, that vibrator. and by the way, if you haven't checked out our quickie that we did the sex review. toy review on the male vibrator, on the, uh, it was the couple's vibrator. Oh, it's on YouTube. Amazing. It's on our website. Um, go check it out. But the vibrator is a hard piece of plastic, but the outer part of it is that um, soft silicone? Yeah, soft silicone. Yeah. And so it has a softness to it in the hardness of it. Yeah, versus glass. And it's glass, just glass. Those are just cold and hard. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. It's like having sex with an ice cube that doesn't <laughs> melt. <laughs> I mean, you could warm it up. He could put it in his mouth before he puts it inside you. You could rub it between your hands. It's still, uh, <laughs> it's still hard. It, and it doesn't give at all. Like, our, like well, that's that, the other thing. See, is that's least- what worries me about it is that if I want to kind of treat it a bit like a joystick, I break the bloody joystick. <laughs> I don't, I do, you know, I don't. I'll do some research on them. I mean, they've got to be stable, or they've well, got they to be. You know, be. Like there the would be a market them. for them. The way I think about it is like at Easter. You know, when you get the hollow rabbit or the solid rabbit. <laughs> This is a solid rabbit. This is a solid rabbit. So I imagine the odds of it shattering or breaking are slim, but I just, you know what? I have one. I'll make sure that when you're here next time, you can have some opportunity to see if you can break the joystick. Okay, I don't want to break the joystick. Exactly what I don't. I'll take you to the hospital. Yeah. I'll take you to the hospital. What I got you back to We'll have medical attention on, on standby. It's okay. Is there a doctor in the house? Yeah. <laughs> Is he good looking? McSteamy or McDreamy? Although, mind you, I don't actually want them going down there if I broke it. No, no, you got to be ugly with warts on your face. If you're going to be down there checking out the glass in her hoo ha. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I actually had another question. All right. And this must be from someone who lives in my area. Okay. Again, they used the anonymous email through our website, but here's what it says. Day you were on the avenue. Now, when they say that, they the say, way I think about that uh-huh. is 
in Delray Beach. Yes, they that's have what the, I was it's, it's Atlantic Avenue. Right. And so everyone calls it the Ave. Everyone who lives here calls it the Ave. And in this case, day you were on the Avenue, FMP. Now, if you watched my Facebook a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I got a letter. <laughs> I don't know what FMP means. Oh, yes. <laughs> Okay, it means fuck me pumps. Fuck by me the way. Pumps. Yeah, yeah. So like okay. serious Which are fucking stilettos. Serious fucking stilettos. Yeah. Form-fitting skirts or pants that show your awesome figure. Okay, that's what it says. And then it says, so they've set the stage for us, man. <laughs> All right, this is you. You are on the ab. You are wearing fuck me pumps. You're wearing a form-fitting skirt and you are showing off your body. Okay. All right. What's your favorite compliment to hear that opens up for a conversation or a flirty comeback and lets you know that the person giving the compliment thinks you look great, hot, or delicious? So the basic question is, what's your favorite compliment that opens up the conversation or a flirty comeback? What can they say that will not be the way I'm reading? And I'm reading into this, by the way, that's the whole email. But but the way I'm reading into this is what can they say or do, um, and maybe say is the better term, that will let you know that you look great, hot, and delicious that isn't intrusive. I think that's where they were trying to go with that. That isn't creepy. I mean, okay, so are we- That isn't, that isn't <laughs> classless asshole, oh, yeah. you suck. <laughs> we are trying to avoid that at all costs. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm making an assumption that it's a guy looking at a girl on the F and he's looking at her and he's thinking, God, she's gorgeous. And you know, when you just have to say something to somebody because they're just like this ray of sunshine in this day that has not been full of sunshine. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that was me and a guy came up to me, I suppose it would be, I just wanted to let you know that you're absolutely stunning or I just wanted to let you know you're the most beautiful thing I've seen today because my response to that is I mean wow thank you very much and right now you've got a bit of a self-confidence boost and you know you've obviously dressed yourself that way for a reason and now that reason has just been backed up and I'm totally with you on this right it's like when we started the podcast today you talked about somebody really boosting your energy by telling you how great you are Mm. because it's happened to both of us right where somebody's walked up and oh my god you're beautiful and it always feels amazing but I feel like the question is asking, what then, right? Well, so I suppose- he says, you look stunning. You say, thank you very much. And then there's that awkward silence of, I want this to be more, you know, I'm assuming from his perspective and you're thinking, let's say for the sake of discussion, you know, wow, you're really hot too. What happens then? And I think that's a really great question of how to get a dialogue going. Okay, so we've had the, wow, you're beautiful. You go, thank you. Then, I mean, I suppose it could be, well, what brings you to the earth today? I mean, that's kind of really general, but it's still an opening question. And then whatever your response I don't know. My favorite question, and I use this at cocktail parties that you know how much I love those. (laughs) I use this at networking events. I use this in the grocery store line. I use this line everywhere. It's my favorite line to say to people because if you say to somebody, well, you know, what do you do? Then it feels like it's weird, right? Yeah, and it's boring. It's a right, but but you kind of want to get to know someone, and it's like, okay, what do you do for fun? People are stumped, or you know, what do you do for work? And then they're like, why do you want to know? So here's my <laughs> oh, here's my here's my stuff over there. <laughs> okay, well, you know, because well, there are some. And maybe this is South Florida jading me a little bit, but you know, I've talked to men here and they're like, oh, the women in South Florida, you know, they only want to be after your money or whatever. And whereas for me, I want to know about people. So I'm curious what people do. And this is my favorite coined phrase. It should go on a t-shirt. You ready? Yes. Coffee. It should go on a t-shirt. What a conversation started. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to make a t-shirt for this. Ready? Yes. What do you do when you're not hanging out here with me? Ah, okay. See how soft that is? But 
So when you're not hanging out here with me, what do you do? And people are like really easy at that point because it's not that hard. What do you do? What do you do for fun? What do you do for work? It's that. So when you're not hanging out here with me, which it lends you to casual, it, what do you do? Well, it does. But at the same time, is there a little bit... I mean, maybe I'm just perceiving it from a very male-dominated South African society, but when you start a conversation talking about yourself, so when you're not here with me, I'm immediately like, oh, ego. Oh, how funny. No. Yeah. Because, so, because I mean, you, I, I like okay, the way so, you do it. I, I, I really like like how you said and the way you do it, and maybe I just need to look at how it's being said to me, I suppose. Or maybe our societies are just well, different. All possible. But for me, when you say that to me, it's like, I, so people have been taught not to be selfish. And that makes me crazy because, you know, I'm a big proponent of selfishness. So, no, I know. Like we always say, there is a middle ground somewhere. So if you're a proponent right. of selfishness and you're with someone who's not, you have to find a middle ground somewhere. Otherwise... But you are hanging out here with me. It's like to me. That's to me. That's like like stating the obvious. But uh, but I'm not. We're not hanging out. You just approached me. I was standing on the street. You well now we're hanging out because I'm still here and you're here. So now that we're hanging out, and remember, this is your line because you've said, "Oh wow," and now you've got to say something else, and so it's this awkward silence. Okay, so you're saying it. He's not saying it. Oh no 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 yeah 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 yeah. In this case, in this scenario, in my mind, it would be me saying it to them because here's how I feel about it. For example, if I go to a club, and even when I go with Jason, and this was by the way before I ever married him, this was my rule: if a guy had the balls to cross the room and ask me to dance, I danced with him. I didn't care if he was young, old, fat, skinny, tall, short, ugly. I didn't care. If you You had had the nuts to cross the room and ask me, I danced with you one dance. That's all you, if I didn't like you, you didn't get 10 dances. If you had the nerve to ask me once, I will dance with you. And so that's how I feel about a guy who's going to come up to me and say, oh my God, you're beautiful. That's courage. Yeah, that is courage. You did have the nerve. You kind of stepped out of the box and were prepared to be talked out. In that space, I want to make you comfortable because you had the balls to do it. No, fair enough. I 100% agree with that. I was reversing the roles and having the guy say it and me just rolling my eyes back and going, oh, male ego. Well, that's a great conversation starter though. If you're standing in a coffee, like a coffee shop line and there's a pretty girl behind you and you want to talk to her and you're a guy, it's really easy. So what are you doing when you're not hanging here, here at Starbucks with me waiting for coffee? It's such an easy line. I agree, but it's not going to work on me is what I'm saying. If a guy- so you're saying, if there's, so you're saying, what would you say? I'd just be like, are you serious? Are you serious? You would do that? Yeah. Like you, wow. You just no, I love people. I'm hanging out with you. I'm not. I'm standing in line waiting for my tea. Go away. Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> I don't think that way because <laughs> I love people. <laughs> did, did I start talking to you? No. Okay. It's different. That's what I think. So going back to if a guy has the balls to absolutely come up and give you a compliment, that is an easy into a conversation. In my mind, a compliment I, is much easier into the conversation than turning around to me and going, so when you're not hanging out with me here at Starbucks, what do you do? I'm like, whoa. To me, and maybe it's the tone because I think it's very disarming. But you know what? I'd love to hear from our viewers or from our listeners on this. Because me too. I'd love to hear from across the pond. Yeah. From both sides of, yeah, yeah, from South Africa and from the States, because I like people. And so I make you, well, you've seen me. I make friends everywhere I go. Yeah, I know. I'm not a huge proponent of people. I'm like, this is my bubble. Get out. (laughs) 
Okay, so I love people. Isn't that interesting? I love people, but cocktail parties freak me out. I know that that's a complete contradiction. I mean, I hate people, but I love cocktail parties. So once again, together we make a perfect human. Exactly right. Because in cocktail parties, I feel like there's pressure on me to ask that question, to have that dialogue. Whereas if I'm standing in a Starbucks line, I can talk to 25 people in Starbucks and never miss a beat. But in there's something in, you know, it's me. It's, I was going to yeah, say, sweetie, I, know. I don't think it's everybody I know, in the room. <laughs> yep, it's me. It's me. And totally it, me. It's, it's the same with me. And like speaking on stage, I'm totally happy speaking at a cocktail party. I can bump around for three hours and chat to a hundred different people put me on stage and talk to 100 people Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. you're gonna get that and that's just me <laughs> that's me i'm aware that's 100 percent me all right so i did have one more sex story it's actually i put a i put a um oh what do you call that like a thing on facebook but i put it out into some of the lifestyle groups so do you have any more sex stories from your end no i don't i had the one question about the sex life and the other just about the box of toys which i liked okay. both of those so, so thank you very much Ah, I'm glad you liked those. And I really liked, you know what? I loved our sex story from, what, what did we call him? Virgin First Virgin Timer? Virgin First Timer. I love that yeah. sex story. That was awesome. High five, buddy. So High five. Time. Exactly right. Exactly right. And I think we answered the question about the oral sex question. And yeah, favorite compliment is you look stunning. Yeah. Or, and, yeah, or you're, you're the most beautiful thing I've seen today. Yeah. I mean, and or ever. Cheesy. But, you know, cheese a lot of the time works because you've got one option, you've hooked her, you've got another option, she's going to start laughing, which is good. Wait, I can't imagine laughing at that. You're killing me today. <laughs> I wouldn't laugh. I would be like, oh my God, thank you so much. But I would just laugh going, oh my God, that's so cheesy. Thank you so much. You've got me because now I'm disarmed because you if I'm laughing, I'm disarmed. Wait, wait, you would say cheesy or you would think cheesy? I would, I would say cheesy, probably. Oh my God. I'd be like, oh, oh my God, God. do you just want to take their nuts and advice? Cut them off. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason I'm single and you're married. Hey, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Sometimes you, know, you taught me this. You taught me this. Sometimes inside conversations are the best inside your head. If you think it's cheesy, don't say it. But I find oh my God. endearing to say to someone, oh my God, that's so cheesy, but you've made me laugh is now you're in. I hope our viewers write in on this episode because I have questions. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, and maybe it's the time of day we're shooting our show. I don't know that you and I have ever been at such polar opposites <laughs> on everything today. It's me. <laughs> me. Uh, because, oh my God, it's totally you. And we're perfect. Oh my God. We are not perfect. Perfect is the lowest standard you can have for yourself. Okay. You know, I hate that word. Combined word. You said it like three times today. And I'm like, I'm still- <laughs> no, perfect is the lowest standard. I'm saying this not just to you, Lauren, but to our listeners. Perfection is a disease. And so it's the lowest standard you can have because logically, you know, you're never, ever going to be perfect. There's always going to be something. And so you've given yourself permission to not try. But if you go for outstanding, if you go for excellence, if you go for amazing, you've got something you can hit. But perfection, you know you'll never get it. So why bother? All you do is make yourself crazy because you can't hit it. Okay, fair enough. I'm just saying. I'm not going to argue on that one. <laughs> well, PDP came out in me, man. I was like... <laughs> So uh, my family calls me the personal development police. I wear a cape and a tiara, and I am here to personally develop. (laughs) 
is whether you want to listen or not. Whether you want to or not. It's happening. Oh my God. Okay. All right. So the last and final sex story I was going to tell today was actually because it's about me today. It was mine. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, obviously, it's all about you. <laughs> it's all about me for this moment. I put out in some of the swinger groups to share sex stories. And so this one is a short one. And I think we should have like little corners, like, you know, you're a lifestyler when. Okay. Or you right? know your poly when. Right. Or you know your. You know yeah. your poly when, right? You know your lifestyle or when. You know your. I don't know. We need some other ones. What other ones could we have? Well, you know your non monogamous when. You know your. Right into girls when you know you're into only guys when right so i think we could play with this so anyway i put it out in the, some of the swinger groups and after i put it out i got a bunch of people responding and then i thought oh wait i've got a really fun quick story you know you're a swinger when i want to kind of kick this off with my own i'm with jason this is i don't even know how many years ago long long time and we are at we're at a house party and it's one of those rare and i mean really rare occasions where everyone in the house is having sex with somebody <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> and that very, okay. So everyone thinks that's what a swinger party is like. And the moon has to come into alignment and the fairies have to sprinkle dust for that kind of shit to really oh, happen. Cause I'm going to go, um, is, this particular isn't that night, what happens? Yeah. I'm like, oh. No, no, that no, no. Normally it's just like a regular party. But anyway, so on this particular day, everybody's having sex with somebody all over this house. <laughs> And so kinky house. So crazy. And so it had gone from their their living room opened up into this beautiful back patio section where there's people out on the deck and there's people having sex on the furniture and then there's somebody bent over a table. And then so Jason is in front of me, by the way, and he is having sex with somebody else. And I am, as I've mentioned, a shameless voyeur. So I'm watching the scenes, man. I'm happy as a clam. Don't touch me. I'm fine. Nobody touch me. I'm perfect. And so the host, the people who own the house, they actually started playing together. And they were kind of in the middle of the deck. So if you can imagine, they're exactly in front of me. Jason's having sex in front of me as well. And he, they're like on the other side of him standing up. Okay. Okay. And then there's couples all around in all the corners. Everybody's doing something. <laughs> and she drops to her knees. And so nobody's really talking. So it's kind of quiet. Everybody's moaning and there's this yeah. kind of stuff. So nobody's really talking. So she drops to her knees in front of her husband and she starts going, down on him. And she's going down on him, I'm going to say maybe three minutes tops at this point, when she takes his cock out of her mouth and she looks up at him and she says, honey, don't let me forget to empty the trash upstairs after everybody leaves. <laughs> and then I go, wait a minute. And pops it back in her mouth? <laughs> yeah. And I go, hang on a minute, because now I have something to say. I'm like, did you seriously just do that? And she's like, yeah, the kids are coming home tomorrow. I don't want them to see anything in the trash. That's what popped into your head when your husband's penis was in your mouth. Okay. Yes. That's how you know. You know you're a swinger you're when. Like, when. Exactly right. Exactly right. Okay. Uh, so I think that's all I have today. How about you? I know. That, that's um, chock-a-block full. Okay. Well, if, I want to remind everyone to go check out the episode we did on the guy berator because there is a discount if you want to get your own personal couples Pulse 3 Duo or the Pulse 3 Solo Guy berator. And I think as we get out of here today, I guess we always have to remind you, if you are going to do it once... Still your line. Shit. If you're going to do it once, do it twice. If you're going to do it twice, take fucking photos. All right. And we want to make sure you continue to subscribe, share this with your friends, and uh, let them know that you're having fun and you're still with the two wild orchids staying tuned in. And staying tuned on. 